I had to let that intro play a little bit. It's our hundredth hundredth anniversary, hundredth episode, and we got the best guest you to bring us I home on that. A, I am completely excited. Yes, I cannot think of a more iconic person uh, in a more iconic venue than Joe Shanahan and Metro. For the last forty years, it has been synonymous with rock and roll in Chicago and with culture in Chicago. Every time there's been a good cause, uh, a community gathering uh, to galvanize and get behind something positive, there has been Joe Shanahan and Metro. Welcome. Yes, and I am so proud that in my formative teenage years, I got to go to real shows at a real Chicago venue. Thank you, Joe, for yeah. supplying my life with that, that real culture, that real music. Uh, a, lo a lot of ska shows in the early days, yeah. but, you know, yeah. you know, Streetlight Manifesto, Mustard Plug, all that. Ska is dead. Sure. Uh, deal's gone deal's bad. Deal's gone bad. Yep. The Blueenies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but these are bands that are still in my phone today yeah because you of these the shows Boston's in your show you yeah, 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 I, 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 yeah i got them yeah. i always wanted the one guy's job who just dances around you know oh you want to be the best yeah is that is that who <laughs> the, the dancer in the happy yeah. mondays yeah yeah <laughs> the best yeah, he just yeah. he was a dancer all he it's had to do was, was dance that was it yeah um i am i am also this just let me say thank you for having me Oh uh, God! The, your, your, yeah, your, you. your introduction. If people at home could see, I'm blushing. Um, <laughs> thank I you, was Tony. Damn near in tears. You thank know, you, Tony. And, yeah. and it's it's. We go back 40 years. Well, it's interesting because I remember your son swimming in my pool. Yeah. <laughs> when I he remember. first put a pool in, in yeah. my little house in Michigan. Yeah. 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 We had Fitzpatrick's out for an yeah. afternoon, and the, oh you, my God! You, you, yeah. I've got these photos of you mopping around. Your daddy had hair you, then too. Yeah, that's, that's right. Hair. That's right. Some hair. That's right. It was Michelle, Gabby, the whole team. Oh my God! Absolutely. So home, the Fitzpatrick, you know, exactly. The, the, so the Fitzpatricks and the Shanahan's have have some deep Got, history. Yeah, amen, man. Yeah. I, I remember the first time we met. Well, you remember it better than me because I believe I was unconscious. It was Southern. Wow. Southern Illinois University, wow. and I went down there. You know, I followed oh, a girl down there. You I know, was, and yeah. uh, I was at SAU for a while. You were there. You were there with uh, Krauskopf, and uh, you know, all those guys were majoring in painting. Uh, yeah, right. Paul Elledge, all sure, those guys, exactly. And I believe I was passed out from Little Kings. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, at Pinch Penny Pub, they had them yeah. three oh. for a buck. Wow, you just and blew I, my mind. I, Pinch and Penny. I, you know, <laughs> I took my worst ass kicking sure, in my life sure. there, but I. I got my money's worth, three for a dollar, little kids. Sure, I know, yeah. And I believe the first time we met, I was actually probably uh, not, you know, not conscious. Um, you know, it's interesting, SIU, I went to SIU because of a certain uh, designer and professor and teacher at the time, Buckminster Fuller. Bucky, he, yeah. Buckminster Fuller was Geodesic in. Geodesic Dome. And yeah. he was still alive. I got to meet him. I oh, you know, cool. went down there and, you know, it was like, I was in the design world and the photography world, the art world, as you said. You know, yeah. a lot of the folks you just mentioned, you know, we were all struggling artists. And uh, SIU was sort of the stomping grounds of the gods in a way. It was for me. Uh, it was kind of like this 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 pool full of tadpoles. Oh, yeah. We were all wondering who were going to grow legs and who was going to get to hop out of the pool. And, and, 
and go forward. Yeah. And back then, nobody would have bet on me. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no but, one would have uh, bet on me either, Tony. But I, I remember <laughs> I was uh, the kid tenant bar and booking bands and yeah. doing punk rock night, and they were like. What's this punk rock all about? <laughs> then I remember well, seeing you working in, in, like at Billy's and, and Blondie's. Yeah, that for, was another you know, era. That was when I came back to Chicago, yeah. Yeah, Vince, um, uh, Vince owned that place. Ooh, a lot of guys owned that place. Yeah, don't yeah. Well, well, a lot of guys whose last names ended in vowels, you know. But um, uh, and, and then I remember Metro, before it was Metro, it was called Stages. Stages Musical. And I yeah. worked a... Uh, Security for a uh, the uh, the Blasters played a show. Oh right, Dave uh, for soundstage for soundstage. David right. Phil and they were kind of at each other's throats that right. night. Yeah. Both nights, as brothers do. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I just remember, you know, Carl Perkins was there and yeah. Willie Dixon was there. Yeah, and I think you were handing out the assignments, and I was one of the idiots in the yellow coats. I was out front. Yeah, but. Dave and Phil got into it, mm -hmm. and I had to kind of step Diffuse. between them. Yeah, <laughs> diffuse. Yeah, and uh, this is when they had Bateman and you know, you know, sure. the classic and and Big Lee Allen. Um, sure, this is the classic Blasters yeah. lineup from yeah. that first record, yeah. and one of the most astonishing shows I ever saw. Yeah, and then shortly after that, it was Cabaret Metro. Yeah, it was Metro uh, the first 10 years, and then it became the Cabaret Metro. Yeah. And, 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 and then went back to Metro. Um, that was, there was a little bar called Joe's. Joe's. It, it, was, the, it was the top floor of uh, 3730 North yeah. Clark Street Metro. Um, yeah. It was originally the Smart Bar, and mm -hmm. then we moved Smart Bar into the basement, which mm -hmm. was a reggae club called the Wild. Uh, no, hair cool and singing. No, Cool Runnings. And it was owned by the guys that did the Wild Hair. Is that so, right? so when when the when the reggae thing was just sort of bottoming out a little bit, um, they just went and focused all their energy at the Wild Hair, and that space opened up, and I moved Smart Bar from the fourth floor to to the basement, to the basement, yeah. which is always kind of where I wanted to be. Um, it's kind of an underground one, basement, one, one kind of one of the vibe. coolest places in oh, the city thank to you. this day. Yeah, we're still we're still you know? we're still doing it. I mean. My the, daughter dances there. The DJ? Fact, she got she yeah. got her ass kicked out one night. She apologizes <laughs> for that. Gabby did never. Yeah. I can't believe. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't tangle Jeez. with Gabby. So my you know, guys, I, I try not to. That. Believe me, you. <laughs> I know. But um, I, I'm I'm thinking of all the iconic shows I've seen at Metro. I saw Dylan there. Yeah, sure. I sat right was, next uh, to Greg Cotton, uh, Jim DeRogatis. The and 15th anniversary show. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it was, was great. An, you wow. know, it was an astonishing show. Yeah. And Dylan had a little pep in his step that night in particular. I think he was trying to meet girls that night. He was, you know, walking <laughs> up in the he was, front of the stage. He, he, Max, he was in very he was, good voice. He was very gregarious. He really right. 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 Yeah. He, right. was it? He had just come off of a record that was getting a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, he wanted to do small venues again, and he had picked Metro. Was that Time Out of Mind? Yeah, did, was, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. so it was Grammy. What year was Time that? Out of Mind, Time was, Out of Mind put him Scram back was, on the map in it a was big way. It was a yeah, Grammy yeah, record. Yeah. Yeah. I, remember, I remember Time Out of Mind. I remember... It's still one of my favorite Dylan records in the going world. Going through my Bob Dylan phase and just not 
totally understanding like why does he sound so different in these songs because all my my music was scattered i didn't know you know the phases yet until that scorsese documentary came out sure, and i just absolutely i didn't understand like the gravity of him going electric and, yeah. and all that, Mar- that, marty, that has was... a, marty has a way of telling a story doesn't oh it? yeah absolutely. yeah i'm sure yeah. i'm sure <laughs> it's uh, yeah a little slight the, but... the thing they always accuse him of not quite understanding they always think uh, the Goodfellas is not so much a story as it is a series of vignettes. Mm. I think it's uh, I think it's written through sure. with a, with a, a narrative arc that is the, the sweeping. You Absolutely, know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think The Departed, you know, which ironically is a, a lot of people think is his best film. I would argue it's not, but it's a great, certainly a great mm-hmm. film. But that's based on a on a, on a Chinese movie. You sure, know? Yeah, exactly. Um, right. But uh, I always thought he had a remarkable way yeah. with music. I would love to see oh, yeah. him direct something filmed at Metro. Ooh. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, he did the uh, the Rolling Stones uh, at the Beacon, I believe. He did yeah. that. That was one of the you know one of the great mm. Stones moments. Um, and I think that you know we know that Scorsese has used the Stones in a lot of his films Absolutely. Oh, yeah. throughout the years. I mean, there is a th- there is a follow through there. Um, but, you know, going back to Dylan for a second, I just want you to know that that show was very special for us because I worked with uh, Nick Miller from Jam Productions yeah. putting that together. The great Nick Miller. And and we sold every ticket by mm-hmm. hand. We didn't use the, the ticket master, awesome. ticket fly, the ticket yeah. takes or anything. We literally sold everything yeah. by hand. You had to come to the venue, pick up a ticket. And we noticed that there were, you know, some scalpers and lines, and we, we were trying to kind of weed this out for, for people. And there was this uh, kind of ongoing thing where you'd, you know, you'd ask a question, like, so well, what's your favorite Dylan song? And this kid says, Freebird, man. I go, oh, you're out of line. <laughs> oh, Wrong God. band. You don't know. And, and the Dylan fans were loving this. They were clapping. They yeah, were like, absolutely. So, like, at a time when, you know, this is before, you know, texting and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and a lot of that, it was a really organic and holistic moment. And, and, and Bob did hear about this. And he, his manager, Jeff, had, had contacted me and said, you know, Mr. Dylan would like to meet you. And I was able to sit down and actually talk to him for a few minutes. And yeah. he, he signed a poster for me. And very, I'm a huge fan. But the point is, is that I found that there's a person there. A, oh, yeah. a really yeah. genuine, wonderful oh, person yeah. who cares about his fans and cares about his 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 music mm-hmm. as he put together two nights. I mean, Paul McGinnis from the manager of U2 yep. flew in from the last U2 show in Seattle to see that yeah. show because seeing a venue like Metro put on something as iconic as, as Bob Dylan is remarkable. Yeah. He's yeah. also an incredibly deeply literate man. Oh, you yeah. know, um, you know, when when he won the Pulitzer, uh, the Nobel Prize, Nobel. Mm-hmm. Uh, for literature, he was with Penn Jillette in Vegas. He recorded. Oh, really? He recorded one of his records there because Penn wow. had a full-on whole stereo setup. Yeah. And wow, Dylan's fascinated by magic. Yeah. And he's walking <laughs> around the grounds of where where, where Penn wow. was, and a joint keeps falling out of his pocket, <laughs> and Penn <laughs> picks it up. Oh, Dylan's pocket. Yeah. yeah. And Penn picks it up <laughs> and, and and gives it. Uh, Bob, here's your your your, your medicine, your cigarette, <laughs> and. Bob is like, how'd you do that? The joint was just falling out of his pocket, you know? Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned Pendulette, and I just have to reflect on something. You do know that he played at Metro. 
Yeah. With bongos, bass, and ba- bop. Bass and bop. Yeah, speed mariachi band. So yeah. you, you you know this. I mean, wow. He, he's, he has a one-man genre. Oh, he yeah. has a speed mariachi band. So he's another one. When I met him, I was like, I was like, Oh my God! This may be yeah. the funniest human on the planet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right? absolutely. He's, he's amazing. amazing. Yeah. I mean, oh, he's the, he's Uncle he's been Penn Uncle to Penn me. since I mean, they were little but, kids. But here's a guy who played Metro on a Wednesday night for like five bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. he would he would play the bass during his shows. I don't know if he still does that. Still does before. It. Okay. Every, every show he, he plays would, the bass with Mike Jones, a great pianist. And correct. He put a hat on low, kind of yeah. you know. And he's proficient. It's obviously him, but he's, he's proficient. Oh, he's oh, he's he played the Green Mill. Yeah, and he was scared shitless. He Come played, on, seriously. When Josie played there, yeah, and he said oh. to me, he goes, "I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up with this. this is the greatest jazz room in the world. Wow, greatest jazz room in the world. You know, and Gemolo's mixing the board. You know, oh, yeah. He, he knew he <laughs> knew he was in very high cotton. And, oh yeah, yeah. And you know what? He came across right. He can he deliver. Played, he, he can deliver beautifully. He has this theory about genius that. 10,000 hours of practice mm-hmm. gets you to the door of genius. Oof. And then um, wow. you just better be touched by, yeah. you know, the muses, yeah. the spirits. Yeah. Right. Uh, being an atheist, he doesn't say you don't be get touched by the hands of God. You, you get touched by, you know, the, sure. the ghosts, you the know, ghost. the old ones, right. you know. Right. The, no. no question. Um, uh, but he's a multi-talent. I mean, that magic. I mean, he he's a great actor, too. Penn and Teller go go to hell. One of the five best jugglers in the world, too. But oh, really? Well, yeah, well yeah. Arthur Penn directed Penn yeah, and yeah, Teller. But, yeah, but I mean, he's Bingo. great in that movie. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know. I, I just think he's he's kind of on all he's around. a natural performer. One of know. the most underrated, multi-talented Guys, some of the best natural born that way. It's yeah. exactly it's his DNA. Absolutely, yeah, of course, Absolutely. of course. Some of the best natural performers in the world I've seen at Metro. Okay, um, and, and the Double Door. Okay, the greatest yeah. rock show so, I ever saw was Chris, at the Double Chris Door. Chris Whitley. Chris Whitley. I do know yeah. that. May twenty seventh, nineteen ninety seven. Because you gave me a beautiful painting. I, it's, it's because I will never forget that performance. It was fantastic. And, yeah. You know, yeah. he he was a tortured soul. Oh, man. And we saw it as he, you know, I mean, the first record, the first single, you know, you know unbelievable. And it People led you to saying, believe that he was going to have a very different career. Correct. It led you to believe that he might be part of that insurgent country. Sure. Thing that was just taking foment in the early 90s. Early Americana. And Absolutely. Then, and then the next records came, and they were as much mm-hmm. Chet Baker and Radiohead and right. inspired right. as they were uh, blues and country music. Sure. You know, I sure. mean, Chris was a fascinating amalgam of American idiomatic music. Wow. It's an incredible analogy. And I just wanted to mention, because you and I were talking and texting each other during the, the Hosier show um, yeah. that we just had on Tuesday. Here's another artist that is playing, you know, Madison Square Garden and the Forum and Red Rocks and picking Metro to play with his new band, half from New York, half from uh, Nashville. Mm-hmm. No, a third from New York, a third from Nashville, and a third from Dublin. Um, an amazing band. What happened, though, was that he allowed for a local artist by the name of um, uh, Elizabeth... Um, What's her name? Yeah, um, uh, I've heard of her. Moen. Um, Elizabeth yeah. Moen. Oh, and remember that name. That, that I couldn't remember it right now, 
but remember that name because okay. she performed to people that did not know who she was, yeah. came out, had a pin drop moment at Metro, which we know mm. only few artists have ever, ever had that. And then when she finished the song, the first song she ever wrote, it was a standing ovation, a cheer throughout the entire club. Like, wow. I, like I've heard like Jeff Buckley do or Dylan. Yeah. And it's when it's a quiet song. It's just her and a guitar and Elizabeth Moen, again, Elizabeth Moen is one of these talents that's coming up that played in a moment. I mm -hmm. mean, the, the, the stars just lined up. She got the opening slot in front of Hosier. And it's, it'll be something we'll always remember. Wow. Um, you know, when I think of uh, all the personnel who've started in Metro, R.E.M., Oh, sure. The bands that have you played, know, yeah. U2. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I No, mean, U2 has never performed at Metro. They had a press conference and a radio press conference that was a global uh, press conference uh, on the release of All That You Can Leave Behind. Um, but they've never performed. As a matter of fact, I had... Really? I, I, I could have sworn. I had stashed guitars backstage, Max, that yeah. I was ready to bring out and like put one in Edge's hand. Man, and, yeah. and, got, yeah, and Paul McGinnis said, said to me, if you do that, <laughs> yeah. we'll never come back. Yeah. Well, this what, is for radio. But that, <laughs> you know that's got to happen, though. Eventually well, that has to happen. Let's put it this way. It would right. be great if it did happen. Um, I wanted to mention, you, you mentioned ska bands um, yeah. before. You know, on the... The, the backbone of, of Metro is like all the punk rock. Yeah. Right, exactly. All the industrial. Absolutely. Yeah. All of the ska music that yeah. we did as we grew. So it was Ministry and Naked Ray Gun. And, yeah. And like, you know, again, the Blue Meanies. I mean, the, yeah. this was a regular diet right. for, for what we were doing. It's before we get to the Smashing Pumpkins, Urge Overkill, Liz yeah. Fair era. Right. And then, but on. Again, the main thing you have to take away from this conversation, I say this every day to myself, it's not me. It's the staff. It's the crew. It's everyone that comes to work, shows up, lifts the gear, puts, yeah. the, puts the speakers on. But it's, but it's also your the incredible generosity of spirit. That I'm glad to be there. I'm glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad to be in the trenches. I'm glad yeah. to be there um, as we come out of Do this. Do the specials ever play? Metro? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, a couple yeah. times. Oh, yeah. man. I and remember it, when uh, they were brand new. I, uh, you know? Yeah. What, what's it like when, so when you have, like, you know, you're talking about Naked Ray Gun, like this fresh band up and coming, you know, and then you're talking about Bob Dylan, this well-established, he's releasing Time Out of Mind. He's He's... You know, well into his what sixties at the time. Oh, for sure. He's running. Years, we'll what, say. What, what? What's it like? Is there a different mindset when you're putting on a show for like what you know is going to be this up and coming artist? And then you do you switch gears when you're presenting for like a, a legend, so to speak, like Bob Dylan? Does anything change? Do, do, do you keep the same energy? Does I don't know. Are you are you more nervous around people like Bob Dylan and the Rolling Stones and you know? I think I think there's butterflies, right? For for mm -hmm. for when we're fans of something, yeah. And they yeah. think that's mm -hmm. going to happen with me or my sound guy Ben or my lighting gal Haley. We right. all we all have our personal tastes, right? And there might be that butterfly moment with this particular artist, mm -hmm. yeah. But the way that the ethos of our club is basically. To treat everybody the same, right. and if you do that, yeah. if you're consistent in your job, yeah, that may, that means that that day for that tour manager, that lighting person, that sound person, mm -hmm. we're making their be the best day we can for them. That right. makes the artist comfortable, and the artist comes and delivers something that is 
effortless as best as possible. Right One on. of the best Steve Earle shows I ever saw oh, was yeah. the Metro show. No question. Yeah. Just uh, unbelievable, you know. Um, and Justin. Absolutely, oh, yeah. I remember you and I being backstage. Yeah. And, and then you him opening for the old man. Can you right. imagine yeah. how thankless the job that has to be? Because I think you walked <laughs> from the house when you were still living yeah. in in, in uh, late, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And you walked over, and we, we hung out, and it was, you know, f you know, again, it's interesting because— Watching Justin become Justin. Father-son. Right. Father-son, yeah. yeah. you know, I mean, believe me, when my son Michael was working the stage with me yeah. and working a show with me, and it was Peter Hook and Peter Hook's son Jack, yeah. Yeah. Jack Bates— uh, Joe Shanahan, Michael Shanahan, yeah, and Peter Hook. I mean, I have to say that you know that this father-son moment is also interesting that we've been able to have this together, yeah, in that building, and yeah. It, and it, you know, um, it's, and we had that plenty of times I, in that building because when he was in sixth through eighth grade, yeah, for the all ages show, I would yeah bring him over there, yeah, and I'd stand at the bar and you know read a poetry book, <laughs> yeah, and, oh my and God. drink, I drink a that. coke, right. And maybe they're dancing the street light we, manifesto. Right. <laughs> Here's Max doing the thing, right? He's doing some skanking. We're skanking yeah. like crazy. The, I remember we were going crazy for this one opening band. Like, oh, God, they're going to be the greatest. Oh, they're going to be so huge. They they were not, respectfully. But they were. I I still love them as, as a band. This is a band called Whole Wheat Bread. They would oh, they were dressed up like yeah. early 2000s, yeah. like... Yeah. Rap like the rap scene, and you're like, oh man, what's gonna happen? And then they'd sing like Blink 182 right. and, and, and sure. like a Green Day, and you'd be yeah. like, this is the greatest thing <laughs> ever. And my dad's, oh. my dad's walking us home like, the guy was out of tune the whole time. All this, I mean, all the wonders of youth, all the blessing of youth. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. Exactly. Like, you right. oh, he, you know. he ruled the world. Oh man! You know, when I was a kid, I went to my first show was a Uriah Heep Ooh. concert at Forty uh, Third and Halstead. You know, oh, the, the amphitheater. amphitheater. Yeah. Sure. And uh, I thought, oh, I've, I've seen God. Then I saw Black Sabbath there, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then yeah. my taste changed. What was your radically. first show, Tony? I need to know what your first concert my was. First, what was your first concert? My first concert was Black Sabbath. Are you kidding me? No. It was my first show too. Yeah, I mean, I was. Uh, Someone asked me this wow. re just recently, and I said yeah. it was Black Sabbath. Yeah, I, I, I remember wearing I mean, the T-shirt to my freshman year in high school. Yeah. And them losing their fucking mind, you well, know. This was um, the Masters of Reality tour yeah. that I saw. So, so holy shit, that's so, the same show I saw. <laughs> this is crazy. We didn't know this about each other. Wow. But but it was interesting because I'm from Evergreen Park, Beverly. Yeah. And and like Sticks in Chicago. Yeah. And Seal yeah. Schwal will play yeah. out there all the time. So I saw yeah. a lot of those bands yeah. already. Right. TW4, where they were called. I, I, I love the first right. the first four Chicago albums. Oh, I still well, love them. Oh my god. Know? Absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, there's this famous story about that Hendrix admired the Terry Kath. Terry Kath. Said that he was, was his favorite guitarist. Famous guitar. Yeah, exactly. Is he case? showed up backstage at Chicago show. Terry Catherine. Holy shit! It should <laughs> be Hendrix. That's amazing. Digging my scene, but but it's I the think best. but I think that that's a, an interesting thing. Is that is that somewhere we're still fans? Yeah, we're talking about this music. Yeah. Absolutely. You're talking about what affected you as a young man. Oh man, <laughs> we, we just <laughs> talked about as we were young men. Is that yeah. is that music has been part of our. DNA, our narrative, mm -hmm. our whole lives. Absolutely, right. it, 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 it's the oral 
the oral wallpaper of our sure. life. Right. Sure. right. It speaks right. to our history. Well, Correct. In such an intimate setting like the Metro. I mean, it, it's so funny when you guys talked about Black Sabbath, my mind drifted off to something like Ozfest or, you know, these these now arena rock shows. And I'm just like, oh, God, I'll never, ex- I don't think I'll ever get to experience those Black were, Sabbath. Those were different than the that. original uh, core of Black Sabbath. Oh, I, I, oh, I, Tony Iommi, I totally, um, I totally agree. And that, in, in that regard, I'll never get, I'll never get to experience that Geezer either. Butler. Yeah, Geezer, man. Just, Geezer Butler. I don't know. I, there's, I mean, you can name the yeah. names of the fucking players. I know. Sorry. I know. No, it's a, no, it's all right. I just I I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous. You guys got oh. to see a lot of great music in, in these. But you saw Hall Wheat Bread. But yeah, I I did, did see Hall Wheat yeah. Bread. So this yeah. is it. Yeah. Streetlight Manifesto. Street, Come on. Streetlight Manifesto. Oh, there you go. A great. There you go. A great show. I still have the T-shirt. Yeah. It still fits me to this day, and I I'll I'll bring it out for every now and then just as a absolutely. A gimmick, you got to rock. You you got to fly your colors. Yeah. Too, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, what, what's what's your favorite what's your favorite punk band? What like? I, I'm sure you have. Me- well, it's easy. I mean, it's the Clash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Clash. And, and the only but, band that matters. But it, but it, but it, but it tilts to the Ramones. So it's yeah. kind of like I can. I'm on a teeter totter there. No, I, mean, I, I personally. Yeah, I followed the Ramones when I was in. At SIU. I, I, I interviewed Joey on the loop. I, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> a really he told great... me Phil, Phil Spector is the sweetest guy in the world. Oh, man. totally great guy. And Phil Spector so, pulled so a gun on him. <laughs> <laughs> Who would pull a gun on Joey Ramone? Jeez. You know, yeah. I mean, ask John Lennon. I mean, or yeah. ask, ask, yeah. as any of the Beatles. I mean, they were, you know. I heard they were all pretty pretty much sweet guys, except I heard maybe. I only spoke to Joey. Okay. I had him on the radio. Okay. And, um, I got to know Johnny. Johnny was a little yeah. a little bit harder. A little uh, he had a little bit more of an edge. I mean, yeah. he, he I heard it. Yeah. He kind of ran the band like like a sergeant. Like, okay. Marky could be a little that. remote. Yeah. You know. Oh, he's um, a terrific drummer though. Yeah. Oh, he I played a double door. Amen. I remember watching yeah. his wrist. That it looked like Absolutely. it was like. It was like a rubber band. You know, he um, used to tell people his favorite drummer man, was Ringo. I still have a video on my phone from when he played at Double Door, and it's, it's just his wrist, and it's, it, you can't even That's keep amazing. up with it. Um, so wow. the Ramones and, and the Clash, I think the two things, I mean, yeah. I, I looked at America a certain way at that time, because we're talking like 76, 77. Yeah, right. I mean, I was a big Cheap Trick fan. Oh, you know, yeah. I kind of looked at Same that first man. record as like a punk record almost. I mean, The Ballad of Richard Speck. I mean, yeah. I, I remember. Black and White and in Color. Yeah, yeah just, absolutely. Just, just a strong a strong uh, uh, musical statement. Yeah. But I looked at The Clash as like kind of like that. Joe Strummer had a very big impact on me yeah. because I felt that he was someone of the people for the people. He and he politi- yeah. he politicized a generation of people, right? Who had True. no politics until the Clash came along. That's right, right. You know, yeah. I mean, um, that's correct. Sandinista. I mean, right. it was a groundbreaking record. Right. You know? But their whole thing was like, you know, they were covering reggae. They were covering yeah. Junior Marvin songs like yeah. Police and Thieves on their oh, first yeah. record. Yeah. They were not afraid to say. Hey, we're kind of this hybrid of like a reggae band and a punk band. Yeah. yeah. So they began. And they shined the light on Lee Scratch Perry. Um, Correct. Rap Desmond music Decker, in general. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they were. Right. They were very multicultural for where they came from in the world. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And I think that, you know, when you actually, I've had this conversation with John Langford, you know, who knew Joe as yeah. well. And, you know, that, that whole like time of like sort of like 
the worker, the, the, mm-hmm. the workers' rights, the, the, the not just the union, but I mean, just clearly the like proletarian what, line what, that ran it, through everything. What happened they did. in England at that time when, mm-hmm. when many, many people your age were on the dole, yeah. Max? They were like, they was, yeah. and it was, there was no choice. I mean, right. that's why the pistols, as much as they got some, you know, press, I yeah. mean, they said no future, you know, they said, right. you know, yeah. and, and it's interesting because that meant a lot to where I was coming from yeah. because I was in school and I'm like, yeah. how am I going to get out of the, my thing? I, I hear yeah. you. That same, I, at that same time, yeah. I was wondering, am I ever going to amount to anything Right. making these drawings? I yeah. just knew I had sure. to make yeah. them, you right. know? And that's why I so identified with the class. And the odd thing is, is it, you know that it was such a perfect construct, it could not last. There was so True. many combustible personalities in there. True. I don't hate Mick Jones for Big Audio Dynamite. I, I don't mean, either. Right. I, I like that band a Don lot. Don Letts was in the band. <laughs> the I Clash? Lo- yeah, I love the Mescaleros. The Clash oh, lasted. I hugely underrated band. The right. Clash lasted considerably long for a punk band. I mean, they got some really great albums yeah. out there. I mean, Absolutely. I think we're talking compared about... Compared to the Pistols who imploded after one album. I mean, that was... A, you know, yeah. I, I can't go there, but I will. It was kind of a big publicity stunt. In my opinion, yeah. Malcolm McLaren was Malcolm involved. McLaren and he's, him, yeah. He has a lot. He's a lot. Was, this to do was with sort it, yeah. of like let's just be he, as he's outrageous. A Mac- as right. He's a Machiavellian right. character, correct? Who right. was not untalented. That right. that Madam Butterfly record. He oh, no, made. No. I actually loved that I, record. He was married to Vivian Westwood. I mean, they just yeah. some, they, it's, it's an incredible moment of of British art and culture and rock and roll. And, yeah, and, and, and oddly, I, it it took uh, American. Artists and, and and British artists took each other's hand with <laughs> punk in a way that it hadn't happened since the original British invasion. Sure, you know. I and, mean, uh, when you right. think about when you think about when you know Johnny Thunders goes to London and mm-hmm. yeah. they're 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 following the Clash. Yeah, you know, that yeah because you know in a way um, maybe that sort of ragtag sort of like um, for the people of the people. Yeah, not rock stars. And I think yeah. that that's what they—that's where they kind of who the dolls they, were too, man. They kind of pivoted from that, and I right. think that for me, uh, the Muscaleros is a really great. You Amen. know, you, that you brought them up because I think Joe was one of those guys when he would play Metro, and and I, many times we we hung out together, and um, he would wait until the last person got the autograph, the last person got a photo, mm-hmm. until he got on the bus. That is really dedicated, sort of like. Then they would he go never, to a campfire somewhere. He, yeah, right. He, ne- he never, he never had a bodyguard. He just he yeah. would go to G Man Tavern and hang out with John Langford and drink pints until closed, and then hang out with people outside smoking cigarettes. The oh, guys, I want to see that. The the guy that so that is not something that other bands were doing. Mm-hmm. He of the people for the people. You know, he would say what without people were nothing. That was one of his quotes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, I've seen it. Uh, you know, many 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 times. Um, yeah, it's good. That's that's the band that I think shaped. Shaped my politics more than any other. The Clash. Yeah. I, I, I ran into him at the right time. Oh, um, sure, sure. I was 20, 21, 22, yeah. and those records meant the world to me. You know, I DJ at the G-Man Tavern every month. and I've it, heard it, about that. Yeah, I've and been between there. three and seven, uh, every, it would be mid-June, July for this summer, too. And I always play something from The Clash. 
because yeah, and it's from your your or, very envied Prince stash, my friend. There you go, or 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 even the Redemption song that um, Johnny Cash and Joe Strummer did together. I have a copy of that. So these are the kinds of things that I. This was a cover for the Bob Marley song. Correct. Yeah, they covered that song together. They did. Mm-hmm. Wow, I got to come by when you. I think, uh, I think Rick Rubin, decided to put I think that Rick, on. I think Rick every Rubin Saturday from three to the, six. This is getting even better. What? Oh, oh, my Joe spends once, once, uh, once a month at okay. Men Tavern, usually the middle of the month, a non-cub game, and okay. uh, uh, we we have some fun. So again, let's go back to the idea that we're fans. Yeah. And that's why I DJ because I yeah. want to play those records that whether it's a Grace Jones record or an Amy yeah. Winehouse record yeah. or a Peggy Lee record or a. a you know, a John Barry soundtrack from Goldfinger. Things that I kind of grew yeah. up with. I, you know, the soundtrack of our lives. I remember that you Amen. mentioned Amen. You know, the, these these sound the, these mal uh, posts in our lives. And music has so much to do with that yeah. for me. And I can yeah. I can literally pick songs and say, you know, high school, Kenosha, Cheap Trick, Living Color. You know. Uh, so uh, yep. so yeah. you you get you get music from soundtracks as well, from movies and all of that. I, I love soundtracks. I, I talk to friends sometimes, and they're oh like, "Oh my god, the oh, King I, of I, I never thought of that to, to get uh, yeah music from from movies." And so I was like, "Are you kidding?" I go, I, "That is my favorite part. I, one of my top ten albums is the Pulp Fiction soundtrack because sure. as a kid, I didn't know." how great a random assortment of music could be. You just touched on something, because I think Quentin Tarantino has always picked and had the right music supervisors yeah. for yeah, all of oh, his yeah. fans. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. That is my dream job. I, I, I swear to God. <laughs> you should. Someday, yeah. I hope someone calls me and says, we want you to be our music oh, supervisor. You know, what, you know what? You would, just, you would do so much better than a lot of... Well, you know what the problem is? Man. I think, Chosen. I think, Man. I think we all know what songs we, we should be on in certain places. Right. The problem yeah. is getting the licensing sometimes. It's getting someone to, I did to say, the yes, I'll do The soundtrack is Something Wild, which yeah. is oh, a marvelous I love that soundtrack. One. Absolutely. And Very good. Jonathan had to go through to, to yeah. free up all of that music. Sure. Uh, a I lot think, in there. I think Arthur Baker had a little bit of something to do with it, but I think mostly it was... Jonathan's well, brainchild and Gary Gutsman, you know. I think uh, I think that Jonathan and Arthur they got the New Order track that way. Yeah, because they went to well, the band. Jonathan and said, did, did a video for yeah. New Order, the last Perfect Cor- Kiss. Correct, correct, right. And it's the most yeah. uncomfortable video, music video you'll ever yeah. see in your life. Yeah. You know, it is because hmm. they were not long after some of them being part of Joy Division. Correct. Well, Joy Division ends and New Order begins. begins. Yeah. Um, the singer um, Ian Curtis hung himself yeah. um, in his home uh, on basically the eve of the American tour. So the American tour never never came to Chicago. I I still have my little ticket that I bought from yeah. Wax Tracks that Joy Division was going to play Tuts. I and, had the uh, T-shirt until so <laughs> about two years ago when I just couldn't wear it anymore. It was the, the, yeah. the Peter Saville Pulsar. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Um, but yeah, I, again. Fans, right? We're going yeah. back to the idea of like music, but I want to touch on something because Tony brought this up earlier, and that is the civic aspect of of things. There's this wonderful artist here in Chicago, a local artist by, by right. the name of Nick Tremulous. Okay, um, he was doing this um, uh, project called the Waltz, and it was for ho- the homeless, and it was a, a shelter that was in Uptown, um, the Heartland Alliance, and I was I was really moved by Nick's story about like yeah. why he wanted to do this and. The, one of the first people that we approached was your dad, Tony, 
to do the poster, to do the actual. For the first waltz. Yeah. And, and it, I remember, and we can go baseball here, uh, because it had a White Sox ticket in it. And you told me that was yes, a game that you went to with your dad. It was the last game I went to with my father. Oh, man, I love that game. And it was and it's one the of the first uh, yeah. seasons of interleague play. Yeah. It was the White Sox versus the St. Louis Cardinals. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're kidding. And the Sox so killed was the, it. was great. It was the hybrid league. Absolutely. It was the Cardinals yeah, White Sox. Who won? White Sox, man. Oh, good. Yeah. The White Sox. both hit on the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but, oh, but I, I, remember, I remember going <laughs> backstage that night at that show. Yep. Graham Parker. That's right. Jeff Tweedy. Uh, everybody. Steve Earle. Right. Um, you had a, uh, Nick put wait, together wait, wait, a murderer's row. There's one more. Rick Danko. That's right. Rick was still alive. Yeah, well, one of his last performances yeah. that, that I can recall. So He again, played stage fright that so, night. So, exactly. So, the idea behind this. Was Blondie Chapman there? Was he yes, the keyboard Blondie, guy? Yeah. That's right. So, Nick had done and called in every favor. He had and everybody business. said yes. And everyone said yes. <laughs> Came in big, big cover, cover. I mean, a house band playing this, the greatest. Yeah, um, the, the American Ronnie song, Spector. the American songbook. It was yeah. basically the American rock and roll songbook. Absolutely. And I have to say, I, I remember that, and I, I just stood there going, not only are we doing the music that I love and the music I grew yeah. up with, and I still think is is relevant. With yeah. artists that have never and timeless, been, really timeless. The stuff. guy who did Mustang yeah. Sally. Um, yeah. Oh God. What's his name? Come on. Oh, it's in there somewhere. Uh, Casey. Uh, Casey. Uh, Casey Rice. No. Um, no. But anyway, so it's in there. <sighs> but it was that kind of thing where we, there were there was this the Walt series then goes mm -hmm. several it, it years. Goes so many years. Yeah, the one year was years for Neon or? Street. Right, Neon Street and, and Heartland Lines. Again, yep. uh, Graham Parker. Right. Again, uh, Ian Steve Hunter. Earl. Ian Hunter. Ian Hunter. Right. Yeah. Right. Ian and Hunter. Me, and Marianne Faithful. Yeah. I went and met her in, in Dublin and asked her, hey, would you come to Chicago? And she's, she just I says, think she sang the Bell to Lucy Jordan, too. I think she, ooh, maybe. Yeah. Wow. I remember she just says uh, she said no, just put me in the, the the same hotel you put put Mick Jagger. That's okay. <laughs> we will take good care of you. I remember is oh, is a young kid having the monster crush on Marion Faithful. Oh, of course. Who didn't? You know. Who didn't? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I I remember those shows because they also they also garnered the the Chicago community together. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody, every, every musician. Who could, you know, lift a guitar, lift a, or play, uh, you know, it was like an all-star game for it was. the music of, you know, the music of our life. And you if, know? if I forget to mention this person, I would be shamed. Um, Cheryl Holtzman, because she was yeah. kind of like the den mother, you know, her and Donna yeah. Sue. And, and she Cleve was a from, manager of uh, Anna Furman and her trigger gospel I, at the time. Cheryl was very helpful in like kind of wrangling the cats. Yeah. And, and, and Nick, Nick kind of needed that because I wanted. Oh, yeah. We all talked about this. Nick, you need to concentrate on the on, on the music. Yeah. Take take the take that off your plate. Nick's and, a lot uh, like me. He's he's got this this ADHD thing. Roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> Look at the squirrel, you know. Um, Shiny penny. But man, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, the, the the energies he brought to bear mm -hmm. for all of the Walt shows, right? Were just something to be proud of. But again, you know? Chicago coming together, you know, Amen. art. For music, good cause. people, 
exactly. So you know that's mm -hmm. the that's the that's the narrative. That's a good yeah. one. I still yeah. have one of those posters. Yeah. Oh, I do too. From the first waltz. Oh yeah. 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 The um, you know uh, when I think about uh, some of the things that we've done, Tony, and 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 I, this flashes on to uh, John Langford for a second because I remember when he first came to Chicago and yeah. we gave the we gave the Mekons a show at Metro. And uh, and the Three Johns actually that Three Johns was actually the first show we did with them, and um, when you were doing World Tattoo, yeah, and, and started we, Big Cat, you were my you were you were my second subscriber, yeah, to That's Big right. Cat Press. That's right. That's right. Pendulette wow. was first, then you, yeah, then John McNaughton, wow. right, um, then Lou Reed for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was uh, this was after I was. Uh, Stolen from by Vrij Magumian. Yeah. Yep. Right. And and Pendulette oh, yeah. said, Why don't you make more of those uh, etching things you made with that other guy? You should have your own uh, your own deal. <laughs> you know, so you're not just paying that guy. You know, he's sure. kinda like your pimp right now. Oh my god. And um, So true. Wow. I, I called him up and I said I said, Pen, I need uh to get you this is how different the economics are of sure. printmaking now. I said to get my own shop. I need about twenty-five grand to right. get a press, get mm -hmm. a shop together, and I will give you an etching every time I make one. That's it. And he goes, "Well, that's that's just uh, uh, you're going to hate me in about five years because uh, <laughs> uh, this is a good deal for you for you right now. You know, in five years, uh, it's going to be a fucked up deal. You know." Yeah. And then I talked to you, and then I talked to John McNaughton. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I Big Cat yeah. Press was born. I, that's amazing. I, I signed up right away, and I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you one of the other reasons why. Because he then said, "Well, I'm going to do this party. Would you help? Like, we'll do this opening party." And yeah. that's when yeah. we got John Langford involved in the music. Yeah. And then. And then, and it was like. Then we found out John Langford could make etchings like nobody else. And yeah, no one, yeah. No one knew that. Yeah. No yeah. one knew. No one he, knew he, about he that. He made an etching, and it was uh, it was Hank Williams yeah. and Joseph Stalin. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, it was <laughs> like, but it was the most beautifully rendered, oh, yeah. unbelievably. Yeah. And I thought I should throw my fucking plates out. I mean, this oh, guy's yeah. a goddamn oh. genius. I remember going to a group art show, and you were like Langford's uh, artist here, and I'm like, where? Where, was where that, is it? Was that in North Avenue? We went to McMaster's. Because you, you, you were no, young. it wasn't McMaster's. It was Teddy Vondell. Oh yeah, right. Teddy had yeah. hosted the show with me and John. Okay, yeah. it was it, uh, it. I, it's a little hazy because I yeah. remember kind of looking at all this art and sort of being like, well, which which one's John? And then you're like, that one. I was like, that's John Lincoln. Right. Wow. Yeah, I was like, right. I was just like, this guy's really amazing because he's, he he's still the most exquisite draftsman that and I know. He, no question. Before you know. all that, he was giving me his like, you know, his his punk war stories at Ed DeBevick's and I was just oh, like sure. showing yeah. his ear off like, oh, did, did you meet this guy? That guy? Yeah. I was like, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And he knew everyone. Th to see that art, I was like, wow, this guy's like the real deal. He knew deal. Golden yeah. Oh, sure. He wound yeah. up, he, he wound up I, I think, touring with Ian Moore. And Ian Moore had the drummer from Golden Earring, who evidently was a casualty at the, by sure, that point. Sure, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I played the drums on Ray Dar Love. You should, I, was, <laughs> I, was at, I was at John's wedding when he married his beautiful bride, Helen. Helen. And um, it was like, I looked around the room and I was like, I know almost everybody here. Exactly, exactly. You know, so, you know, whether I have celebrated Christmas Eve or Christmas Day with the Langfords, John's one of the very 
interesting Chicago, not born and raised, but certainly iconic. Oh, he's he's a Chicagoan at this point. He can't. Right, right. You we're can't not giving him back. You're not giving him back. They may not want him back. But he, you know, troublemaker we, we, that he is. Uh, I just, for the first time, you know, in the 35 years I've known John, got an opportunity to work with him. Yeah. You know, and yeah. remembering our dear friend, you know, Lynn all of our dear friend, Lynn. Yeah. And it was I, really beautiful, Tony. You know, I, I talked to Sarah last night because I'm thinking between the art made by John mm -hmm. about his friendship with Lynn. Mm-hmm. And the art made by me. I think there's a book in there. Oh, I think, I think we have to do it. Great. And uh, he doesn't know it yet, but as soon as he gets off the plane from Leeds, I'm going right. to, you know. I know someone that might, that that might invest. Yeah. <laughs> as the um, Irishman, you know what, you as know the Irishman weeks to the we Irishman. Also, we also, we also, <laughs> found, home. <laughs> we also found a guy who can publish uh, this book in the no. U.S. Yeah. You know, for the longest time, my books were made in Hong Kong. And I've always felt guilty about it. I'm a union man. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a guy, uh, I have a friend named Philip Turner, who's in the New York art world and the New York publishing world. And he's a guy who advocates for books. And he knows a guy here. And, um, you know, my partner in my public art company, uh, Danny Torres, is oh, yeah. a first-rate graphic designer no you know and, and had uh, lunch with you with him he's a great guy yeah absolutely and, and a phenomenal speaking uh, of painter. speaking of books i just want you to know i was recently in brooklyn and went by pierogi and joe still had one of your a couple of your books on his yeah. uh, on his shelf that's always funny because books let's he's a beautiful guy man uh, joe amrine from pierogi absolutely and i went in and he remembered me and yeah. we had a really nice conversation and i was i was there on a family obligation and and I, I just needed a little a little art cleanse. And I walk yeah. into like this gallery that I went to see your dad's yeah. show. You were at mean, the first show. 20, 20 years ago. You, yeah, you were. Right. Uh, no, longer than that. It, it was, uh, oh my God, 2005. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's big. Yeah. That's... And, and Joe remembered that Stacy Kometic was there. Yeah. I was there. I think she was married to Tommy her. Keith was there. Yeah, right. So we, yeah. All, we all had this, we all had this moment that, you know, we just kind of like, that's when the alphabet went to. Uh, I didn't know Stacy was your old girlfriend from years ago. She, <laughs> I so, love Stacy's a very sweet girl. Yeah. This, this was this was an alphabet show or this? No, this no. was uh, this was my first show at drawing collages ever at Pierogi. At Pierogi. Was it one, the Wonder? Yeah. Yeah, the, the Wonder. wonder. The oh wait, I, okay, I was there. there. I think, okay, yeah. okay. So, so I think and his, he you still and your sister his, were there. Yeah, he still had a stack of books, and I walked in, and I just felt like. I felt Chicago. I felt. Yeah. I felt like. Oh, I did stumble into. The oh yeah. There, there's a disposable picture of you two that night. Yeah. So there's evidence of this. Maybe there is. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We were. We, God, I'll we try to find we that. Ate dinner to find we ate dinner uh, the night before at uh, uh, Tony Bourdain's place at Leal. Yeah, Leal. And uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Like Kings, man. Don I mean, Medea was there, I think, too. Wasn't Donnie Medea? Was no, Donnie referred us to the place. Was Conrad uh, there? No. Was um, Steve Conrad there? He came to the opening, but he wasn't at the dinner the night before. No, yeah, okay. That's right. And, I mean, we ate at Bourdain's restaurant. Yeah, right. Yeah, was, I remember that. That's, and, we, and Timmy Tips waited on us. 
Tips. My big friend Timmy Tips. Timmy right. Tips. Who, by the way, you need a ticket for anything in New York. That's your guy. That's your guy. He could put you right behind the Yankees <laughs> dugout. So, if you need to be. So yeah. it's like that's a Chicago thing. I got a guy. Yeah, Timmy yeah, I got a guy. Well, I got name, a guy in New York. Name, his name's Tim Tim <laughs> Siemens. His name oh. is uh, Tim Siemens. And I got a guy from, in Pilsen, but I got a guy in New York. Exactly. <laughs> Timmy and Tips. He's, he's originally from North Dakota. Okay. Uh, and just fell in love with New York City. Yeah. And well, became very close to all the ticket brokers in New yeah. York. Yeah. And he gave them, you know, he'd give them really great service at Leal, give them a great what, deal. Once you're in the network, you're in the network. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You got, yeah. you got a guy. You got a guy. I had a hot dog guy for my uh, for <laughs> for my book signings. Hot dog. You know? Of course. Yeah. Like, right. If you're going to have a hot dog yeah. guy in Chicago, yeah. that's yeah. the guy to get. You know? oh, you meant, we were talking about, about music earlier, uh, um, punk rock. You know, you know Doug's favorite band? English uh, punk band, Buzzcocks. Oh, yeah. the Buzzcocks, yeah. He, yeah. he is I was gonna say them, the, or, I was going to say them or the Dickies. No, he's, he's a Buzzcocks guy. He, I okay. mean, every time I see him, we, and we, we either lunch or we, we hang out or something, he'll say, when are you getting the Buzzcocks back? I'm like, dude. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I played Metro. Oh sure, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. many times, many yeah. times. I mean, you, you original made, members. You pretty original much members. had all of the punk DNA yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, you know. I mean, I will say that you know one of the things about the first show that we did with REM, and I talked to Mike Mills about this, and I mentioned this to Stipe and Buck as well, is that in a way they were the pulling guard. They 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 told a lot of people that Metro was a cool and good place yeah. to play. And they, they were treated fairly mm -hmm. and they were paid fairly and and the production was was as good as it was gonna get. And we just improved upon that formula, you know, over forty years. And um but I do I do think that and you know this too, word of mouth. I mean I still Absolutely. think it's the most important thing. If you go to a good yeah. restaurant, you yeah. read a good book, you see a good film and you mm -hmm. tell a friend there's yeah. no difference in saying to the singer of the National, Matt, who I was at the club band. last night. I love that. He was band. like, "I love this club." I go, "I go, yeah. thanks, man. You help, you help build it. You know, you help. You played here 20 years ago." I tried yeah. so hard when Lou was alive. Yeah. To yeah, get no. Lou to play the Metro. You know, you know that was, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, we, I, we, I, I, we, I pestered you many, many uh, afternoons. You didn't have I'm, to pester I'm me. Damon. I'd come up by with coffee and sandwiches. No, I, I, honestly, that would have been that would have been a great show. Yeah, I honestly thought it, that it was something that kind of had to happen, you yeah. know. And Lou's management, he had a guy named Tommy Sarig. You remember yeah, this guy? I'm Tom. Yep. And um, he was at Guffin Records for a long time. They kept. Asking for like the moon. I mean, yeah. the, the show that was not I, affordable. I, I, and you know? I get it. You know, I get it. You know, I mean, but uh, the one person I did ask, and 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 she did say yes, and that was um, the beginning of the 40th anniversary was Patty Smith. So yeah, the um, great so, Patty yeah. Smith. So that and and she had thought I have she had a text from Metro. her. I have a text from her. Oh, nice. I gave uh, Tracy Deer uh, one of my Chicago etchings, the the, the mm. big one of the dog. By the way, you own one. You just don't know it yet. Um, I'll put it next to the Cinderella Blackbird. Absolutely. And, um, 
have a wall at G-Man Tavern that's pretty much your dad's at this point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tony likes to shrine. I mean, <laughs> Sandro Miller, Mark Hauser, Tony Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we've, I mean, we've done some events at G-Man. You know, those poster events at the time. Oh, yeah. You know, those were, I yeah. mean, those were great Irish. times. Yeah, the Frank, 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 Frank Catalano playing the stages. Good, good memory on that. That's exactly right. Oh yeah, I'll never forget those. I mean, those were. I, I don't know for you know G-Man's for me. It's a great place to do an event. Yeah, well, that was you know? the beginning of us kind of doing business together and trying yeah. to figure yeah. things out. And you know, I I thought the posters were just the beginning of. Well, of, you've of always you always run the book events too. I mean, you're the one who kind of got those, kept those. Oh, yeah, I'm a little it, like Nick Tremulous in that. The details sure. get away from me. Mm-hmm. Matt, no, Matt you're, very, you're very, you're very, you're you're giving yourself less credit than that. You you're very organized in your own right. You you have an organized chaos uh, going yes, on. Yes, it's, it's, for it's, it's okay. Right. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. The organized chaos. I, just, I, I can that. I can navigate I've seen through it a little bit. Yeah. Ask anybody exactly. that works with me. Just look <laughs> at my desk. Look at this desk. I mean, geez. <laughs> they uh, come and say, "Can I help you?" I go, "I can't. I don't even know what this is." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I know oh where. But I know where everything is. Um, you know, it's interesting. One, that, one of the that, great nights we had with Lynn yeah. was uh, when uh, Anna Furman uh, had a release party for mm. her CD there. Mm-hmm. And Lynn, you know, people were having a good time. They were having a bunch of drinks and stuff like that. And Lynn just decided they weren't selling enough of Anna's marvelous CD that I'd done the cover for. So he goes... I'm just going to buy everyone a CD who's in the room. Oh, I remember this. And he did that. That's right. And his how many you got? He bought them all. all. Yeah. And he gave them away. Yeah, yeah. that's who yeah. Lynn Brammer was. For sure. You know, I mean, yeah. just um, goes the back kindness to that, and generosity. Goes back to that community. That yeah, civic, absolutely. Absolutely. Th- those who know, know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's part of it. We're a pretty yeah. solid core. I mean, I'm going to go to that thing tomorrow just because Amy Klobuchar yeah. supported and created support for the civic uh, thing for small venues. And I mean, I remember you and I having lunch after COVID. Mm-hmm. We were in, I think we were at Yuzu or yeah. we, one of those places, and there were plastic things separating plastic. us. <laughs> exactly. During COVID. We were in the, I remember in the COVID silence. I remember everybody wondering whether we were going to have yeah. a job or careers or I couldn't go to my studio for a few months then at a certain point I realized wait there's nobody there to get me sick I know and I just went back I just thought I'm, I'm not yeah. giving in to the fucking monster you know you know for me uh 16 months closed was was really hard because I don't know because, how you guys yeah. survived that well fortunately I have a great relationship with my bank and I have a good banker a, yeah. a guy who like I know a guy Introduce him uh, to me. And, 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 <laughs> and Mick O'Rourke and Signature Bank truly, totally there for me. We we figured out ways for it to sort of continue to work without defaulting and things like that. But the tough thing was for us to find ways to get money to keep people on staff, either yeah. at 100% or at 50% or at 25%, something, and not give up the health care. Because that was the thing that I think scared so many people was, was I going to lose my health insurance? And yeah. With our staff, we were able to to come together really tightly. I mean, it's funny. I remember a friend of mine, actually an Irishman, who said, "Stay tight, Joe. Remember this. Stay tight." And I took that to, for my family mm-hmm. and for the people, my the staff at Metro, my my extended yeah. family. 
and uh, we hung together. We worked. We still were working. We were canceling shows and rescheduling yeah. shows for over a year. My talent buyer, yeah. Joe Carcello, would look at me and said, I have never worked harder yeah. and, and for less money. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. well, here we go. I get it. But Amy Kobachar and Charles Schumer did hear our, not our plea, but basically our, our, our testimony that we were saying, look, there has to be a way to save independent venues. Absolutely. It's not Live Nation. It's not AEG. Those are publicly traded companies and, and also privately and, you know, funded. Thank the fates that they're not Live Nation, that they're not the so other. So it goes back to kind of, lack of a better term, the regular Joe. The regular Jane. And in this case, Katie Tutton, myself, mm -hmm. we had a long-standing joke, call me every 15 minutes. And it was like, if she didn't call me in 15 minutes, I thought something was wrong. And we just kept after this and kept pounding on doors and calling the state of Illinois, calling the city of Chicago, and eventually calling in Washington. And our friend at First Avenue, Dana Frank, mm -hmm. she was also uh, navigating a new organization called the National Independent Venue Association, which... Starts out with a couple of hundred members, ends up with a couple thousand members. Um, Civil was the black, the 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 blueprint for Neva, and and it starts here in Chicago. And it started yeah. with a group of people that just said, you know, hey, we need help. We need a hand up, not a handout. We mm -hmm. need we need to get everyone back to work because it wasn't about. Joe Shanahan and Katie Tutton putting, you know, money in their pocket. Mm -hmm. It was about how do we get our people back to work was, and, yeah. and, and not lose them to the Amazon drivers or lose them to the Walmart right. you know, greeters or whatever, they, yeah. whatever was yeah. out there, right. which people were terrified. They were signing into corporate America because that's where the jobs were. Yeah. And um, thank you, Tony, for bringing that up, because I'll be at the hideout tomorrow night to to see uh, Senator Kobachar as well, because I think yeah, that absolutely. She, she she heard our she's um, an absolute hero in this. That it was it was kind of a shadow hero. Yeah, I mean, nobody sure. nobody really has is celebrated just what she did right. to keep, you know, when, when I think of, you know, Will Duncan, who bought Fitzgerald's. Sure. And then nine, nine days later, had to close down the club. Oh, my God. And then he put guys on pickup trucks. Sure. Well, riding around the neighborhoods playing music. And right. I mean, the guy would not lay over, would not roll over and die. I mean, no. and I think that's specific and endemic to Chicago. Sure. In a way, we're, we're, we're not going to roll over. We're not going to die. We are going to keep fostering art keep moving it forward you know we're 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 people with a passion for for art for culture for music again back to we're fans right we don't <laughs> yeah. want that to disappear so there's a there's a a, no. a a job that we have that is almost unconscious to the fact that you know this is how we get out of bed in the morning mm -hmm. is that we know yeah. we're going to do something you know the, the one thing i've noticed at least with myself I can't bring myself to go to a show at uh, at like um, an arena, you know. Yeah. I can't bring yeah. myself to go to a show at the United Center. I get it's to not, Ozfest. It's, yeah, it's. I can't go to big. Uh, I can't go to Lollapalooza. Oh, My God. biggest regret as an artist is doing the poster mm. for Lollapalooza in 2015, mm -hmm. knowing now how those acts were treated, mm. you know, um, it really bothered me, you know. I, I didn't know it until I, one night I was talking to Jim D. Rogatis on mm -hmm. 
outside the empty bottle. And he kind of filled me in as to what the the prerequisites were when you took mm -hmm. a, a slot at Lollapalooza back then. You couldn't play, play the city for three months before or three months after. And I thought I thought there, that was there's a longer story that we should yeah. probably have sometime, and uh, maybe part two on the you know what? <laughs> the 200th anniversary. Yeah, we're, right. we're, right. No, no, we're yeah. we're absolutely going to have to have a, because a part I, two. We haven't, you know, because I there's a there's a whole other aspect of what Lala has done in Chicago on the good. And, okay. And I, well, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm anxious right. to hear that. And I'm and I'm one that can 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 really talk to that um, um, accurately, accurately. But but I want to just focus it back back on something about you said something about arenas. Um, the small venue has such an important part and playing part to like you're growing up mm -hmm. you're Absolutely. growing up yeah so that's where it kind of starts so like it's kind of where everything my, begins my, my business or the business the i'm in the metro business i'm not in the yeah. music business i'm in the metro business and we're we're a bottom up we it's like when we had double door and now we have g-man tavern now we have sleeping village we work with um younger artists to bring them up whether it's this guy named frico who's becoming in in our radar who's a really terrific artist yeah or, or elizabeth moen as i just mentioned yes um th this is where i feel my work is most important i mm -hmm. i know that i'm really grateful that jose is going to come and play our club or the smashing pumpkins or green day we're we're, we're blown away by that uh, and grateful for that but it's still our work to find the emerging artists, cultivate the talent, and, and find those emerging talents that want to take a chance with us, and we're going to take a chance with them. One of the things I always said to Corrigan is that I would say, you know, Billy, however hard you're going to work, I'm going to work just as hard, or maybe a little harder. And he, and it was a mm -hmm. great match for us because he was tenacious and and relentless, and that was a good. I thing. remember the night the Siamese Dream came out as yeah. a record. And they were headlining the Metro, and you couldn't get a ticket to No, it. no. And right. I remember them coming out like... I know. There's it was hands a moment. Up. It's like, yeah. It's, it's like, a moment, yeah. Steve Rowe always tells me that the, the minute he knew his dreams had come true was the night he played that Park West show mm -hmm. for a dollar, yeah. the XRT show. Sure. I recognize that look on his face. Mm -hmm. It's the same look Billy had. Yeah, yeah. When he walked yeah, out yeah. on the Metro stage. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he and that band, the, the Metro and that band, I mean, they were in that neighborhood in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. just... I, Corgan was your neighbor, Bill. He lived Don't right on Jansen. And some girl... We were trick-or-treating. Some teenage girls were like, where's Billy Corgan's house? I heard he lives here. I'm going to cry. Like, I bet he's giving out was, the full-size full Snickers. It, oh, for sure. They were hunting him down. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so so fast-forward several years, and yeah. my, my son is, is probably uh, seven or eight years old, and Corgan was living um, in the suburbs. Um, and where he was living, there's, not, no, there's no trick-or-treating. He called me, and he said, are you trick-or-treating this week? And I go, yeah, of course. He goes, can I come? So he sat on my porch, dressed in basically the Tonight Tonight like outfit, yeah. and passed out the Snickers bars for several hours. There you and, go. And he kind of said, I just want to do this by myself. I said, I'm, go ahead, man. And he was, <laughs> all these kids around him, he was having a blast, and no one kind of figured out who he was until later, and they were like, 
Was that Billy Corgan? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, he came and he sat on my porch and trick or treated with my yep. son. Yep. You know, and I That's have to cool. say, it is good. It is good. There's a again going back to that 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 we know people that are mega personalities, mega stars, and they still just want to be the average person. They still just want oh, that, yeah. that that experience. Yeah. You know, I know that Steve is is one of those people that just wants to be. He's a regular guy. Yeah. You know. Um, and uh, I, I think that that's really important. I texted with him this morning because uh, the the red-tailed hawk pale male uh, died, and it was a mm. red-tailed hawk that took had residence in New York City for thirty-one years. Steve wrote a song about him. Wow, down here below, and uh, I remember you know we had that connection with birds and stuff, and he was like. Yeah, that hawk, it, it, it built its nest over one of the most exclusive mm-hmm. apartment uh, places in New York City. And, um, yeah, it was, yeah, you know, when the whole time he was here teaching at the Old Town School of Folk sure. Music. Um, at the time, that's when they got the idea that I should do the mural there, you yeah. know. And uh, we had nine days to do it. And every time he'd see Nine days? Yeah. You did yeah. that nine days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me, uh, me, the great My Jeff, uh, the yeah. great Jeff Zimmerman. Oh, sure. The great Jeff Zimmerman oh, and yeah. Casey Gunshell. Sure. Yeah. You know? Right. And I had, you know, I had my cats. I had yeah. what was exactly going to be on there. But wow. still, that's, that's a very tight. Nine days. Yeah. 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 That's, that's tight. I'd never do that again. I mean, the thing we're, I'm, I'm doing for the CTA right now yeah. is, uh, again, complicated. It's a, sure. a 12 by 18 feet. And uh, it's the Miles Davis piece mm-hmm. uh, that Chris Keogh owns, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that's going to be at Six Corners, yeah. you know, for the Damon stop. Um, but, uh, you know, it's amazing. Every time I go to the Old Town School of Folk Music, I usually just take a photo of that and say, hi. I'm here. Yeah. I'm standing. I'm standing here with you, buddy. Yeah, and, you, and you always you always do text that, that to I'm me. A it's like, guy. It's like, I'm cool. a weird guy. No, it's kind of cool. It's okay. like I'm here. It's like what do you know? Somebody noticed. It's, it's like <laughs> it, it, it's like we're seeing old friends. And I, I'd gone yeah. to see Langford that night actually. And yeah. I want to I want to point something else out about about this narrative that we're in this whole dialogue we're having today is that we keep coming back to giving back. We're giving we're yeah. giving back in in some significant and dignified and respectful way. And I remember going to a show at the Old Town, and I want to say, I think it might have been Patti Smith. And what was, they hung a show upstairs, and it was John's work. Yeah. And it was, so for me to walk in and see your dad's giant nine, now I know, nine-hour manifesto. Yeah. Right? Or nine-day manifesto. And then going upstairs and looking at John's work and yeah. walking through, seeing the Mavis piece, seeing the Hank Williams piece, and seeing yeah, sort of his greatest, his greatest hits. Mm-hmm. hits. And I think about being in that. I didn't want, to, I didn't want that night to end. I was amongst yeah. music and art and friends, and it was people walking up to me saying, like Bridget Murphy saying, "Oh, you're here tonight." I go, "Oh, wow. yeah. who isn't here tonight? This is what it is." Yeah, um, and Bridge it, is always in that milieu too. I know, right? She's, you notice? I mean, she, she's you know from Millie's Orchid <laughs> Show on. You know, I mean, she right. was always part right. of right. 
the mix of that that the, those those artists that, that right. you know all kind of found each other. You it's know? Okay, she's a little bit of a tuning fork. Like absolutely, oh, you're there. Absolutely, you, you just Bridget arrived. likes it. Maybe I stand a chance. You know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and her husband. Oh my God. Oh, Grapey's the best man. Oh, I love that guy. I, I has, he has a joke for me, an off color joke every time I see him. It's, oh, oh he's, he's I like, hope so. He's so funny. Oh my God, those guys are great. Yeah. I love it. You know, and, and a wonderful actor. I oh mean, yeah, I've, I've seen yeah. Mark do just remarkable work. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, we've we've done a couple of things at the G Man together. Um, oh, yeah, he's 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 yeah. terrific. It's great, you know. Yeah, you got you know you got a good bunch that are hardcore uh, lovers of Metro. You yeah. know, it's it's kind of the center of our universe. I mean, we're we're lucky in that we've got a few places in Chicago, um, Metro Hideout. Sure. Um, yeah, we're lucky. Fitzgerald's. Yeah. Fitzgerald's, um, right, exactly. The new place, the... Sleeping Village. Sleeping yeah. Village, yeah. you know. You know, it, it's funny, because on my way over today, Nick Tremulous called me in the car. I was listening to him. I took a phone call on the way here. And he talked about doing, like, an event again. He, 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 so what Metro represents wow. is this, like, yeah. laboratory, like, hey, I've yeah. got this idea. <laughs> I want to do this thing. Would you be up to doing it at Metro? And I'm like, you put it together, man. You bring it to me. Give me A to B, and we'll fill in, and right. we'll, fig we'll figure something out. Right. I think that's the great thing about I have our a poster in my future. Oh, you do. Like. Well, your name came up. Of course it did. Um, but it, it is about this community and how actually how intertwined it is. Yeah. Whether, yeah. whether when I would go see your dad it, uh, uh, on Damon, we'd go see the Frog. We'd go to yeah. the, we'd go to the French place on the corner exactly. and have some muscles. Francis. Yeah, right. We, yeah. And we have, have some coca vin. And, and so, so here it was this thing, this community yeah. that was easily, it's just effortless. Yeah. If you, you know, you, if you're there and you, you can, you can contribute. We're here to. Yeah, be you know, I was, I was, nope. I was, I was at Hideout last night for Monica Eng's uh, yeah. book signing, which is a wonderful book, by the Did way. Did they have pizza? No, oh, they had pizza. Oh, buddy, that's <laughs> kind I, of a joke. I, my, I, my weight in the pizza. Um, what kind of pizza? They had everything, didn't they? They have a bunch of different styles. They had my favorite style, the tavern style. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the true From Chicago. It was, it's really good. Style. I Did mean, you everybody talks Pats? deep dish. Yeah. See, I'm I'm Pat's you, too. Yeah, I same like here. Pat's. The only, the other one that comes closest for me. Peter Dix. Well, that's Southside for me. Yeah. That's because that's where I'm, my neighborhood, where I'm from. But I like D'Agostinos. Yeah, really. I grew, Dags. I grew up on Dags. Dags. There's yeah. South Port so and Addison right, so Dags, right there. Yeah. Dags and Pats, Dags. as far as north side for me. You know what? Delivery. The, the, art, yeah. of, oh, the yeah. art of pizza makes it great. Oh, no question. I love and it. peace, you know, I mean. Oh, yeah, Bill. You know, those Bill guys. Bill Jacobs. Yeah. You yeah. Know, kind of, He's another one. Anytime we were in trouble uh, during the pandemic and we were doing a little pop-up, boy, yeah. Ten, ten pies would they're show good, up from there. They're a good awesome. bunch of guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, they have that. I don't know them real well. I've never, oh, Tony, you got it. I've know. never met Rick Nielsen, and I'm the biggest wow. cheap trick the, fan you've ever we're gonna met. We're going to change that. Oh, yeah. But, uh, and I'm a. You know, when I went and lectured in Rockford, yeah. the first thing out of my mouth was. I'm so proud to be in the home of Cheap Trick. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. And the whole audience went, went apeshit. He know? still lives there. He still lives in Rockford. Yeah. He, never, yeah. he never left. Him and Karen still live up there. Yeah, that, that's, that's a town I would love to see have a renaissance. I would yeah. love to see it. Yeah. It was an uh, industrial come city. Back. Yeah, it was an industrial place. Yeah, home of um, they mine lots of limestone out there. Yeah. They, they, it, was, it was, yeah, it was an industrial Do you know what town. they have up there that's really great? Jenny and I, uh, my wife Jenny, she turned me on to this place, the, the Anderson Japanese Gardens. 
If you have yeah, been, you know what? You I've should never, come. I've not ever been. But oh, it's I'm, meditative. It's beautiful. I'm a sucker for those because I love yeah. the one in Highland Park. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and there's one in uh, in Seattle. Yeah, that mm-hmm. I'm just crazy for the Japanese yeah. Gardens where you. They drive you all the way to the top, you yeah. know, at least they did me. It was right after down. my heart surgery. Yeah. And you walk down and you see all these weeping cherry trees. And I, I, spent, was I spent a lot of time in Tokyo. So I, I didn't know something like Anderson uh, um, Japanese Gardens existed in yeah. Illinois. Because yeah. uh, I've been to it, Kyoto and I've been to... You've to, been there for the cherry blossom oh, festival? Yeah. It's just... It's no, the most I mean, astonishing I mean, you thing. Can, yeah, you, you, you know, every time I see Lost in Translation, I oh, remember yeah, I that. Know, yeah. Because they oh, shot it in Wano Park yeah. where all the cherry blossoms were out. Yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. And it's it's the it's my vision of heaven on earth. Oh, no question. Know? Yeah, no question. You know, and Humboldt Park right now is great, too. Um, oh, yeah. Well, you go out to the park all the time with Bob and your pals yeah, and yeah. feed the geese. and We yeah, feed the know, geese. Walk around. You know? And, you know, I mean, that's a... That's a During yeah. migration, it's the most amazing place yeah. to go and look at, at yeah. birds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a, I live up in, in, in Andersonville, so I'm up to the, the, the Pulvers. Oh yeah, uh, on, a, on, a, on a regular basis, and you, you, you go you, out to Montrose Point there. Of course, yeah, it's beautiful. I, yeah, I, there's I'm a bunch so, of plovers yeah. there right now. I'm you proud know? of our city for protecting a. It's a small piece. Yeah, yeah, but they protected it. We and did, it, and I know we did. I know there was a lot of. Yeah, there was. There, it, there, there was that's some, okay. <laughs> there were some disagreements. But, you know? but let's just put it this way: when you go there. It is meditative. You can Absolutely. sit there on yeah. that rock and look at you, that you know beautiful why? piece of sand. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, right next li- to that piece of stand, yeah. sand, adjacent to it, there are all these little holes in this little dune. Yeah. And you know what they are? What is it? Those are nests for bank swallows, which are also an really? critically endangered yeah. species. I learned something. So yeah. it isn't. It isn't just one. I thought that was something that they did for science. That they were no. putting. They were doing some no. testing those, or something. Those are those are nests. Nests for bank swallows. Dude, and then I and love then that. this time of year, when you go out there, and if the tide is high enough, you see all of the Caspian terns. If you don't know what that is, my album cover for uh, the tribute to Guy Clark um, mm-hmm. for Steve mm-hmm. um, was a Caspian turn. Ah. You know, because they're kind of a perpe- perpetually yeah. migrating species. They're gorgeous yeah. birds. And you see them, Montrose Point is truly a treasure. Yeah. Those know? north side beaches are treasures. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, everybody, I, I always see on the and news. I'm all for music festivals, but, you know, yeah. they're 27 I know. miles I know. of yeah. but other you, beaches. But then you'll see on the news, oh, a fight broke out at North Avenue Beach. It's like, no kidding. That's where all the tourists are. It's, it right. has no yeah. reflection on anybody Max, from the city. So right. And, I, you know, and, and the south side beaches, Rainbow Beach is one of the most beautiful yeah, beaches I've been to. Those are... The too. Chicago beaches, not yeah. n- not the North Avenue boat no. beach yeah. or yeah. You know, Oak Street. You know, even yeah. though Oak yeah. Street has a nice part where it's just like the cement part. You know, and what? I you like Montrose Harbor. I like Sherwood I'm, Beach. Yeah, I like, I'm I like gonna like throw one at you, and it's kind of a little. It's a little nugget. It's a little 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 place, Osterman Beach. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. named after Kathy Osterman. Exactly, our pal who. Right, ran the festivals for the city. Exactly, yeah. and, and she was a, she was right. a giver, and she yeah. was someone she was who put best. back into the community. Absolutely. She was amazing. Her whole family, actually, but 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 there is a beach just north of, I guess that would be Hollywood, 
And it's a yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. almost Evanston, right? It, yeah, yeah, it's still Chicago, but it, yeah, it, right. it's got a little tiny cafe. It's got a. Is it a, about six thousand north or yeah. fifty five hundred? Yeah, because yeah. I'm fifty five. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. where you're yeah. talking yeah. about. This is this is a little bit further. Like, okay, you it, you cannot. It, the road ends kind of like yeah. at that point, right? But it's it's actually really a cool little little beach. And again, I'll check it out. You know, it's just again, it's it's. It's kind of manicured, but it's nice. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen you know, yeah. there's a lot of great. I love the beaches. Our lakefront is great. I love the yeah. beaches in, you know, in Evanston and, and Wilmette or Winnetka or, what, you know. Anytime anybody says to me, oh, you know, New York, it's a great city. Hell yeah, I love it. But how about Lakeshore Drive? How about oh. the beach? How about Amen. the water, man? I that's mean, our, come on. Every that's time the best I hear part of the city. song. Every time I hear Lakeshore Drive. Uh, uh, Eliota Haynes and Jeremiah song, <laughs> yeah. you know. I still, I still yeah. love that song. It's, the, it's our most beautiful part of Absolutely. the city. Right? Right. It's, it's our coast. You know, it is our it's coast. It's our coast. Uh, you I know? mean, you know, people talk about Malibu. I, whatever. You can, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I get right. it. I get it. But, no, yeah, but totally. But this, again, this, this city, the, the working man city. Absolutely. With the front yard being the way it is. I mm-hmm. mean... Someone, did, someone I, did something right at City Hall at one time. What, yeah. did AJ, oh, yeah. what did AJ Liebling say? It's the most American of American cities. Ah, Tony, there yeah. it is. Yeah, that's it. Look, this demands a part two. Yeah, we can't sure. do this all in one sitting. Um, no, just too much history, too much, uh, too much good too many stories. <laughs> Amen, man. Amen. Yeah, I mean, Tony, I, I, like, one of the, like, one like one a brother. first guys I heard from. When I had my heart attack on the phone was you, you know, mm-hmm. and and then Hot Dog came in a few days later and he said, "I'd like to think I'm at least in part the author of this surgery." <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. So, kid, we've had a great visit. You want yeah. to take us out? Yeah, uh, Joe. Thank you, uh, Max. This, thank you. This was everything, man. Uh, you know, they, nice seeing you grow up. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's, no. It's, it's, well, you've, uh, you've, when you put me in the back in the back room with the dime and say, "Okay, let's," and we go through yeah, our work together. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. Were like, you were like telling me about this guy and telling me about that guy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like, this is. I've always been like the guy who wants to go to the back room. I don't. Right. I, 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 right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Where's the good stuff? Yeah. Where's the hard one? Thank you. Thank Max. you. I no, really appreciate it. I mean, my life would not even be uh, what it is without the metro and mm-hmm. and just your generosity and then you're welcome just i mean this idea that we've all kept you know this this culture community going and uh i hope to be a part of the next generation that you know keeps it afloat and uh I, you know i don't want to be that guy who is on that that 1-800 commercial is like my family business is closing <laughs> let's let's wrap it up fire yeah. sale you know i hope I to it. i hope to you know i yeah. hope to do good by you guys so Thank you yeah. for coming on this podcast. It means the world. And, and the 40 uh, year, Max. Yeah, thank you for the, the memories. 40 year well. anniversary of Metro. There you go. Yeah, we did exactly. it. I got it in the 40th. It's it. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank this you. was episode 100, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Big Hundo, 100th episode. Hundo. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions. Chris Bat. Home of the Max and Tony Show. 
don't forget to check out the Dime Showroom and TF Projects. What What's going on over there? Well, June 2nd, we open with uh, the photographer, the great Peter Bella. Oh, yeah. And the collagist, Lisa Barcy. It opens June 2nd. You'll probably be tending bar there. Yeah, I think I will be. From 7 to 10. Okay. Well, you can catch me tending bar. I will pour you heavy glasses. Want to catch up on old episodes? Do you have any burning questions for Max or Tony? Well, then go to themaxandtonyshow.com and feel free to, you know, slide in our DMs or whatever, you know? Absolutely. Ask a question. We'll answer it. Ask you know, us we're, any we're question. Open. Don't be afraid. Just don't be weird. Uh, feel free to check out <laughs> TonyFitzpatrick.co. You can buy a bunch of merchandise, cool posters, a T-shirt, a hoodie, what have you. And uh, follow him on Instagram at TonyFitzpatrick9. You can follow me at MaxFitzpatrick on Instagram or, yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you want to follow me on Twitter, go ahead. Uh, and I have a website. It's max-fitzpatrick.com, and that is all. <laughs>